Fueled by the Outdoors, your source for hunting, fishing, archery, and all things outdoors. Brought to you by the Elite Outdoors. Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors. I'm your host, Rick Cates. I'm joined today by my co-host, Chris Leppert. What's up, guys? And uh, we are currently in the second weekend of turkey season in Kentucky and the first weekend of turkey season in Ohio. And we're here to talk to you today about uh, our successes that we've had actually already this season. We've each bagged a bird two very different ways, um, (laughs) if if you really (laughs) think about it. And... Um, well, we'll, we'll, definitely get into the, uh, the meat and potatoes of it here, uh, in a couple minutes. Um, I do, uh, want to announce again that we are on all major podcasting platforms and we hope that you join us on each and every one of them or however you choose to listen to podcasts. And if you have any questions, please, please, please email us at the elite outdoors one at gmail.com. That is the elite outdoors, the number one at gmail.com. So, um, Chris, I guess we're going to start with, uh, the, I mean, the initial season opener in Kentucky. Sound okay? Yeah, yeah that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, we, we should probably actually go back a little bit, um, because the weekend previous to that, we actually went in and scouted. We went and scouted some public land where we we heard birds. Um, I heard birds. You heard birds. Lots we, of birds. Lots of birds. We had a good idea where they were, but you had been to a place that I had sent your had kind of tipped you off to for deer season last year. Yeah, and you said to me, "I think we have a better chance of putting a bird in a bag if we go here." And after a bunch of him and hawing by me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I listened and, uh, we, we had ourselves a hell of a weekend. I mean, I mean, really a hell of a weekend when you, when you I look agree. at the totality of it. So, oh, yeah. um, so I guess, you know, we should probably start off with, um, we get, uh, we, we set everything up the night before. Um, we're texting back and forth and we decide, Hey, we're going to get there at, I mean, what time did I tell you to get there? (laughs) Oh God, dude. Uh, I want to say like four 15, four 30, something like that. Right. Right. And, uh, this, this place isn't actually easy to find, um, on a map, which is awesome for our purposes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we, we were joined, uh, by Luke who drove all the way down from, you know, Northern Ohio for it. <clears throat> and, um, you know, did an awesome job calling, uh, the, the entire weekend. Oh yeah. But we, we, we get, we get to the place. Um, and I think you, you got there at four forty-five. Yeah. Um, because I told you to be there and I didn't show until like five ten, five fifteen, um, because of a number of different things. But, um, we get there and there was how many cars already in the parking lot? Uh, let's see. There were two trucks in the parking lot and then us. And, uh, that's just when we got there. Um, we were thinking that maybe there would be less, but when we came out, I want to say there was a total of seven or eight 
in the parking lot. But I mean, that's, I mean, it's opening day. That's to be expected. Um, and that's probably nothing. I know I talked to a buddy of ours, uh, Pierce, who said he went to another place and literally every parking lot was full. Um, Holy cow. Yeah. So if you can imagine, like, I mean, I'm sure that place is a lot. I don't, I don't even, I've never even been there or heard of it, but, um, I can imagine that that place has to be bigger, but that said, uh, you could have deal, dealt with a lot of different, uh, characters. Um, and we actually, the first day, uh, was pretty good. We had, uh, only one set of hunters, a, a guy and his boy walk up on us as we're listening for a gobble. And, mm-hmm. um, they were courteous, which is something that I love. And, uh, you know, especially after having my first, what I would call bad public land experience later on in the week. Um, I really appreciate those guys a lot more for that. Um, so in the middle of talking to this gentleman and his son, who was about the size of the gun he was carrying around. Um, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we were nearing yeah. two miles uh, back there. Um, we, well, you and, Luke, actually, while I'm jabber John uh, with this guy, you guys heard a gobble, so we kind of shut everything down, wished him luck, and took off on a dead sprint back towards the gobble. And um, we we come back there, and uh, initially we thought he was in, we'll call it spot X, and yeah. as we're walking back, all of a sudden, he hammers, and what do you think he was, 60 yards, maybe? I mean, I mean maybe, maybe <laughs> 60 yards. So, I mean... We- I mean, we, we busted ass to get back there. Too. We did. We did. Like we, we halt, we were flat out. I mean, we weren't sprinting, but it was a healthy pace <laughs> walking there. Um, and we, you know, we, we got to spot X and we stopped. The I think the only reason we stopped is because <clears throat> he gobbled when we like stepped into a little clearing and then it was like, okay, what, what, what do we do now? Right. And we, you know, it was, it was one of those areas that you like, it was, you could tell it was a passing through area. It wasn't like a huge strut zone or anything like that. Right. But it was one of those areas where you look at and you're like, you know, there, a, a, a bird, a bird can definitely walk through here. And, you know, there's, I, I, I don't, I don't want to sound like, um, I'm being over dramatic, but the amount of animal sign on that piece of public property and just trails and trails. I mean, they're running all <laughs> over through there. Yeah. Like, it, it, it would it would be like if you walked off the main part that we were at and went into the woods um, where this bird was gobbling, and I would say you go in probably twenty feet, there's probably six, you know, five different trails there. Right. Um, where that where that bird could get down. But <clears throat> so we get to spot X. And then um, you and Luke came up with a game plan. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted to set up. uh, So I committed the ultimate sin, which ended up paying (laughs) off. But we we didn't have a lot of options. Once that bird was gone and we knew how close he was, we didn't want to move. So I would rather uh, do what we did than Mm -hmm. what I thought we should do, which was we sat up low. Um, We were down in a dip. And, yeah. uh, this was a gradual dip. It wasn't like, you know, you walk 50 yards down real steep 
into a, a gully or anything. It was um, a trail and, uh, you know, one could call it uh, like uh, a tractor path or something. And mm-hmm. um, so we're down at the very bottom, but there was a pinch point. Uh, this yep. particular area, uh, if you set up in any kind of cover, um, you are going to be kind of down over the hill and a lot of it is honeysuckle and stuff, which is amazing uh, for hens to go in and nest and, uh, you know, get cover from predators. But uh, mm-hmm. it is not ideal for us to set up. And so uh, Luke found a pretty good spot with some dark shadows and everything and a log, I think. And yep. uh, we sat up there and we put the decoys in kind of a pinch point where they could be seen uh, from a long ways off, knowing what I know now. I probably would have set them a little closer and farther up towards us to keep the bird's Mm -hmm. eyes off of us. But there again, that's hindsight uh, simply because I knew I now know where the birds came from. But, um, you know, as we're sitting there and this bird gobbles uh, and then he just completely shuts up. I thought I heard a wing beat and... Mm -hmm. I generally, when I hear something that soft, that tells me that they just pitched off of a limb. Uh, normally, you can tell when they're taken off somewhere. They sound like a damn B-1 bomber coming out of the yeah. tree. So, um, you know, we're sitting there, and then I thought I heard a hen really close, and she kind of passed around and behind us, which we both came to the consensus that she probably towed him right on out of our lives. But uh, yeah. it's probably for the better because he would have picked us off no problem if he would have came up the way I thought he was, but uh, I wasn't paying attention. I was looking down at something, probably trying to play with the GoPro or the phone or doing something to record. And I heard you say, here they come. And, you know, for me, I was confused because we kind of figured we had uh, some guys way back there. And so I thought you were talking about people. So I'm like, who, who's coming? And you're like, here they come right down the trail, right towards us. And I looked up there's turkeys about 65 yards away heading right at us. And one was half strut and the other one was very submissive. You could, you know, there was a clear dominant bird and, uh, you know, satellite bird or submissive bird there. Um, Mm -hmm. we had the red, white, and blue heads and, uh, boy, they came up and made short work of the new decoys, didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) They, uh, that, that one, it, it was so funny because, we're sitting there in just complete silence, not moving. And I, I think, I think for people to understand also how this hunt operated is we are, it was not a warm hunt. No. Um, <laughs> we, we are, we're, I mean, we're on a, um, <clears throat> I would say a protected ridge top with some trees, but it, it was not forgiving in terms of temperature or wind. So when, when you heard that bird pitch down out of that tree and you just say to me, like, there's a hen, I think 20 yards to our left. And then you can hear just kind of making all those nice little hen sounds and then just trail off. And then we don't hear the gobbler at all. And, you know, we're sitting there, you know, kind of just like saying expletive expletives to ourselves. And then I look up and here come these two birds and, I was as surprised as, you know, anybody because I'm sitting there with my, my gun up and I'm waiting for these suckers, 
you know, to come out one way and I, you know, they're coming straight at us at this point. So that one comes in, you know, half strut gets into the decoy and decides that he didn't like it. Um, <laughs> and really started beating the hell out of it. Um, <laughs> you know, really just like one swift kick to the head. Um, it, it, it looked like an MMA fight, dude, just, the, bur- the, <laughs> the, the decoy just went down. And at that point, um, you know, you're looking through the film, like, uh, I believe you were filming at the time, right? Yeah. 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 And, um, you're like, shoot him, shoot him, shoot the strider. And, um, I mean, I'm trying to pick him out at, at, at that point and the, the, the dominant bird and the submissive bird are like standing right next to each other. And I was hoping the dominant bird was going to come over to the right, like in front of me. So I didn't have to move, but the submissive bird did. And, you know, as I told you and Luke at the truck that morning, first legal bird gets it. Mm -hmm. And I think the beard might be an inch and a half long. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's why um, I scare the hell out of your beards. Yeah. Yeah. Like I saw it. I'm like, okay, legal bird. We're throwing the Jake breaks. And, um, I shot and then I shot again and then I shot again. And all I could, all I could think about is the bird didn't roll. So when I shot the first time I, you and I talked about it afterwards, I had pulled my head off the gun. Um, the second time, he moved when I shot him. And then the third time he was mid flight and (laughs) we we all, (laughs) we all saw him go down and, you know, we're going to have to bleep a lot of words out on film for my reaction after that. (laughs) Um, but we, 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 we get up, we talk and you know, we're, we're, we start looking like first thing you always do after you, after you think you've hit an animal, look for blood, look for feathers, look for fur. Um, we start looking and we look to see the area where this bird went in at. <clears throat> so you say, go ahead and reload. Um, we get ourselves calmed down. We walk what? 10 yards. Yeah. Probably 20, 25, something like that. As soon as we got, uh, through the little pinch point there. Yep. Yeah. It might've been 10 or 20 yards tops. And, uh, man, I, I just happened to, as I'm like, talking to you and i i believe i wanted you i kind of had an idea of where he was or where he went Mm -hmm. in and uh so as i'm calling you to come over you know towards me so i could kind of direct you in a a certain spot where i saw the bird i see the bird and that leads to more aggressive come here's (laughs) um yeah we'll we'll call it that yeah (laughs) because where i went I, I had headed into the woods. I want to say 15 yards um, farther back from where the actual, the bird was because there was a trail and then there was some honeysuckle overgrowth. I'm like, well, the birds, you know, when, when a bird's injured, it's, it's, it, it's going to go to the first place that it knows it can hide out at um, and, you know, try to get away from whatever hit it. But this bird um, went under some bent over a honeysuckle and yeah, you know, it, I mean, you could see barred wings, which led to another volley of shots and <laughs> flop city. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I, we walk up and, you know, get the bird and luckily there's no like neck stomping or, 
you know, neck ringing, just holding it while it's, its nerves are kind of going. And, you know, you know, you, you and I discussed it <clears throat> previously. I've not killed a lot of turkeys. Um, so anyone that I get, you know, is, is truly something that I am overjoyed with. Sure. And I could, I, I could not have been happier with this bird. And I know some people would say, well, you know, it's a Jake. Well, you know, you need to take a mature bird. And, you know, my point of it is, is that <clears throat> I get very few hunting days a year. Um, That's legal what people don't understand. Legal. Yeah. I mean, legal birds are legal birds to me. And I've never followed a recipe in my life that says you need a mature bird. Right. Um, you know, the, I, I could not have been happier we get this bird and it was 9.30 maybe. It wasn't even that because we checked the bird at 9.30. Um, but I mean, I think it was, I mean, maybe 8.45 when we, when we, when we got the bird and we. No, we it, was eight, it was 8.15. It was 8.15? Eight, 8.15. Yeah, we were, that was uh, almost directly off the roost because they were roosted for a while that morning. Mm-hmm. Um they uh since then they've been hitting the ground super early but really? that morning with oh yeah uh well just like uh the second morning um, yeah. when they pitched down early that's been all week they've oh, pitched man. down like right at daylight so but uh yeah i you know it's funny you say that cuz um so many people me included man i i, I was that guy for th- the longest time and uh once i started running the elite outdoors group um you know you kind of learn to see that your situation isn't what everybody else has Mm -hmm. whether that be money or connections farms uh public land uh population time off work um you know whatever so uh there are people that have five days to turkey hunt in a one month or you know five week Mm -hmm. whatever season and I'm sorry, but that's not a lot of time. Uh, if, if you want to kill a target bird or, you know, a, um, you know, a bigger, more mature bird. So, uh, and you know, a guy like yourself who really is more enamored, your trophy, I feel like isn't so much like a beard length, spur length or antler inches. Mm -hmm. It's the recipes and the food pictures. And that's like your big thing. And so oh, yeah. absolutely. why the hell do you need a mature bird? Is it, is it cool? Sure. Yeah. And you can brag about it a little more or whatever, but um, you know, your, your niche is food. And mm-hmm. so uh, to anybody that would give anybody shit over killing a uh, Jake, I mean, I, I would hope that somebody wouldn't do that to our face because they might get bitch smacked. But other than that, I mean, I just tell them to go pound salt because at the end of the day, it's your hunt. You paid for the tag. You're the one who got up. You're the one that went scouting. If you're happy with a Jake seeing your face that day, shit. Oh, man. I'll I'll take that. I I was so happy. Yeah. And um, he's in the crock pot right now. We're happy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is there like 78 different things we can all joke about as buddies? Sure. Mm -hmm. That's not for anybody else to joke about, though. So, um, you know, that that's my stance on that but uh what a hell 
of a morning. Hell, done at eight fifteen. We're mm-hmm. walking out, and people are walking in. Yeah, like hey. staring at us. Yeah, <laughs> like well, and you know the, those two guys that walked. <clears throat> I mean, they said they were four hundred yards past us. Yeah, and I mean they didn't even hear World War Three go on. Um, with with my poor shot, but. You know, we had those two guys walk past us. We get up to the parking lot, see guys up there waiting. Um, a guy pulls in who we talked to for a little while. It was his first time ever going out turkey hunting. Oh, that was so um, that's yeah, so cool. That that was so cool. And I mean, he he, you know, stand up guy. I mean, he, he yeah. really was. And, yeah, I mean, he's literally pulling his decoys out of the box. Yeah, at the truck mm-hmm. and asking us uh questions and everything and we actually ran into this guy the next day and he told us that he had called in a bird a long beard two of them actually and Mm -hmm. uh i just you know seeing his face that's what people don't understand like you know with turkey hunting especially um it could be a jake or it could be the best bird of anybody's life and they all get you going about the same when they start screaming their heads off and yeah. coming in and the look they give and everything. So uh, it was really neat to see how excited he was. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we, 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 we had such a good morning <clears throat> that yeah. morning, you know, it was cold. It was you know, that, that hunt could have went the complete opposite way that we really wanted it to. And, because two birds decided not to gobble at all and walk in because there was a more dominant bird in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we lucked out because we figured where we needed to set up um, immediately at that point. And I think that, that that's something that a lot of people might not think about is just because the bird that's hammering on the roost isn't hammering on the roost anymore and he's not coming towards you that doesn't mean that there's not other birds in the area that oh, yeah. might be a little bit more submissive absolutely and they just won't gobble because they don't want to get the living crap beat out of them i mean these yeah we talked about this last time these birds have a pecking order that begins at birth they start beating the snot out of each other as soon as they come out of the eggs mm-hmm. um and, and and it is it is ingrained in them like once one takes your spot you start beating the snot out of them to try to get back up yep uh in the higher graces so you know i i pe- people just need to kind of sit and wait and that's what we did and we were successful and the second day we had some issues to start the hunt um mm-hmm. that that started that morning we got them figured out and you know we 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 sucked it up, picked ourselves up by our bootstraps and said, okay, let, let's, let's go hunt these birds now. So <clears throat> we, we walked to a completely different area, um, away, uh, basically away from where everybody else was at. Mm-hmm. Uh, we the truck there <laughs> day before, but we, you know, we, we decided to go there, get set up, um, and just birds hammering everywhere. And I mean, when, when I mean everywhere, they were behind us, they were in front of us, they were down on the ridges, I mean, below us, you know, they, they, they were really hammering on the roost. Yeah. And then we started hearing gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, that was depressing. I mean, we, we were set up in such a good spot in that second, uh, that second morning 
I thought for sure. We heard it. I mean, that one bird below us, I mean, maybe 120 yards over the side of that hill. Yeah. And then you can hear him coming our way and then just boom. Yep. And no more gobbles from him. So we, uh, we chased after a couple other birds, which was a really cool experience. And again, I got to hand it to Luke for being such a good caller. Um, we were set up on a real odd area <clears throat> where there's public and private that are l- really literally separated by 20 yards. Yeah. Um, and we are hearing these birds. They are 50 yards away. We cannot see them. You and I get set up and then Luke starts calling and here comes these gobblers in full strut. Um, and we just couldn't get them to come over. We just yep. couldn't get them to come over. Um, and then something spooked them. We saw we saw uh, all three of the birds pitch uh, pitch off the top of the ridge and fly down into the woods. And <sighs> that was the end of that. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah I uh, man, I can't say enough how cool it was to all hunt together. And like Luke, um, you know, he's been posting a lot of videos on the page and stuff, and just trying to first off kind of showcase what he's doing and second help people with advice and everything. And, um, it's really cool. I don't, I don't know if people understand what it's like as a guy who, you know, I consider myself a decent Turkey hunter. And when you hook up with somebody that you believe is, you know, right there with you or even better or whatever, um, you are a lot more deadly at that point. And, um, Luke and I have a very, very similar hunting style when it comes to turkeys. And uh, it was so cool the way we tried to tow those birds in the way we did. And, you know, even I remember talking with you how, um, you know, we're set up waiting on the birds. And as the birds are kind of showing up and milling around, gobbling and looking, um, I like sat there like, okay, Luke, come on. I need to hear some calling behind me and go on be and no sooner than I say that you hear behind you. And, uh, it, it was just really cool. It didn't work out. Uh, it's my belief that something actually spooked those birds because the way that bird just all of a sudden, like, I think it transpired a little earlier than what we thought. Cause the way that bird's body language looked when it walked off, he was kind of bobbing his head a little much. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, man, we're not set up great, but he didn't just pick us off from, you know, 250 yards. No. Uh, and then, <clears throat> you know, he gets behind those trees and then we see turkeys flying everywhere. And I'm like, uh, there's no way these birds were all flying down. Like that's not, so everybody got quiet. I mean, though it's possible, that's not what happened more than likely. Something spooked the birds, uh, probably a coyote or a person or whatever. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate because you'd have been tagged out fairly early again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you'd have been tagged out, which have you had the honor of tagging out in Ohio or Kentucky yet? Um, in terms of <clears throat> all your bags, bought. your bags are filled or your My- bag limit is filled. Um, no, um, I have, you know, the bolt, the only, uh, I mean, to, to say I've actually bagged out in anything, um, 
I mean, other than like a small game hunt. Sure. I, I can't say that I have. Okay. Um, you know, tur turkey wise, like I've told you, Kentucky is, you know, the land of plenty at this point. We get two birds oh. in the spring and four birds in the fall. God. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we get four deer on our deer tags. So um, I, I've, I've never actually tagged out, but I would have oh, been, God. I would have been tagged out at that point. Um, this, this past, not this weekend, but we're recording this, but this past yeah. weekend. Um, but as we all talked, when we got back to the truck, um, to go back to the other area where actually after we came back from the other area, cause we, we walked eight miles that day. <laughs> yeah. We put in eight miles, eight, eight tough miles, not eight, uh, you know, perfect trail, uh, you know, flat miles, not farmland no. miles. We put in mountain miles, mountain miles easily. And, and I, I, I would, I would definitely call that, <clears throat> call that mountain miles with, um, especially with some of those ravines that we were going down in and coming back up and out of. Yeah. Um, and then thinking we were in one area and we weren't, but, but we didn't get the Turkey. What we did get though, was an absolute ton of the second best thing that you can find in the spring. And those are morels. Um, we, I mean, I felt we really cleaned house and had we stayed on a little bit longer, I think that we probably could have, you know, hit the 200 mark. Um, we only collected 50, but I would say 25 to um, 50 other ones that we found weren't doing so hot. Yeah. So yeah, we, we threw a bunch off in the ditch and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, I, I, I was so enthralled with the fact that we found those and I, I was telling Someone the other day, um, I was walking up the hill uh, to go up to this next place that we had decided. And like, I can't remember if it was like you or Luke, like grabbed me and, they, and you said, don't, you almost stepped on it. And I thought you were talking about like a copperhead or something. Right. I'm like, I'm like, is there a snake on the ground? And like, then I start seeing like, oh, there's one. There's one. Yep. Oh, crap. There's morels everywhere here. Yep. It was amazing, man. And you know, what's cool is we can go back together to that spot and, and pick mm -hmm. those every year, probably. Um, oh yeah. Which kind of exciting. We found one of those places yesterday in Ohio. So oh, nice. we found some nice grays and yellows yesterday. Um, nothing, nothing like what you and I and Luke found though, but Luke is ridiculous uh, when it comes to spotting those. Cause we're like walking full blast through the woods and, like mm -hmm. you just said, the brakes come on and his arms go up, stopping every <laughs> every activity in the woods. The forest deadens, and then he picks the morels. So, yep. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was an amazing day. Uh, finding those morels and getting on all the birds that we did, and yeah. um, you know the way everything transpired, the the sportsmanship that we encountered uh, after. Absolutely. I mean, that was just amazing. So. Um, Kentucky was great. I'm bitter that, um, you know, I didn't get to hunt it myself, but at the same yeah. rate, I also kind of look at things, you know, I probably would have let you go do your thing in your spot, uh, over yeah. there where you took me. And so I kind of look at it as like a big God thing. Like he's like, take Rick hunting, you know, go, mm -hmm. go hook up with Rick. And it, it worked out. We still got uh, a bird kill on, on film and yep. we, rode the highest highs and the lowest of lows, as you know. And, yep. 
I'm super grateful. And, you know, we're a week in, so Kentucky could yeah, easily open up. Um, there's a chance that I go to uh, North Carolina for two days here in a yeah. little bit because Matt bought a truck. So, um, so that said, uh, Kentucky was amazing. And then yeah, so let's hear about Ohio now. Uh, wow. So, <laughs> which I don't know how much I've got to tell you about, but so we get together. It was me, Matt, Luke, and Aaron, and we head east to some public land. And that's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> it was as public as public gets. And um, we knew of a ridge that we had hunted before and we had had success on sort of close to, and uh, we thought it'd be a good place to get in about an hour and a half or so early uh, way before anybody's probably even out of bed and get out there and just be the first ones there and listen. And we're out there and we're out there and we never, never did see another hunter that day. And we're sitting there and you know, it's getting light and uh, all of a sudden we heard this like, like the worst turkey call of all time. And I turned back and looked at Luke and was like, is that, that couldn't have been a person because it was coming from the sky, you know, it was well above us and we're on top of a ridge on top of a mountain basically. So mm-hmm. um, I was like, dude, is that a hen? And he's like, I, I think. And uh, I, I think it was one of those things where you kind of wake up and you haven't cleared your throat, but you try to talk. And you sound like an idiot. Like that's kind of what we were dealing with. So, um, you there? Sun came up just a. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you said, "Are you there?" Um, so, <clears throat> sun starts coming up, and uh, we look out, and man, I'm telling you, I don't know, seventy yards. Uh, you could see her skyline in the tree, and I thought, "Oh, cool." You know, we. It's opening day in Ohio, and we have seen a turkey and heard a turkey. That in and of itself is a win. It was beautiful. It wasn't windy or anything, so we got to really, truly uh, hear and watch the woods come to life. And then all of a sudden, the woods really came to life. Um, We're waiting for that very first gobble, and it happened sub-80 yards in front of us. Oh, man. And... You would have thought that four children were on their first turkey hunt (laughs) on top of that ridge because we were giddy as hell and had no idea what to do. Again, kind of like with your hunt in Kentucky, we're Mm -hmm. like, well, where do we go? We can't do anything. So, and I was set up, you know, we were kind of spaced out so we could point our ears in different directions. And, uh, we also had Aaron who's basically deaf. Love you, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> so I'm set up kind of in front of everybody. And now I'm kind of shit in my pants. Like, dude, I gotta, I gotta get back there to them. I'm running the camera. Uh, you know, everybody's behind me. So I kind of, you know, low walked back to them. And, uh, this is after, two other birds fired off. Everybody is 80 yards and in too. Like we're in the epicenter of three birds that are just perfectly spaced in a triangle. And, uh, so we get set up and these other birds kind of went quiet. The hens pitched down right in front of us and start walking up the hill and to our left. 
where a bird had been gobbling. And he was kind of more vocal than the other birds. And that kind of led me to believe right there that maybe he was the boss bird, the dominant bird in the area. And uh, sure enough, he was the, the one that showed up and he came right to the hens. He just pitched right down off a limb. He didn't fly far at all. And uh, he was in front of us. I mean, we're talking first light. I mean, he's got a glowing white head. And uh, Luke was actually supposed to be calling, but had set up to where he could catch a bird if it came from our far left. And sure enough, here comes this bird. So everybody else is basically out of position, uh, except for Luke. And so I told him, I said, you know, it's public land. We're not going to get great footage all the time. You know, that's probably not right. <clears throat> going to be how it is with turkeys. It's a lot different with deer and everything else, but turkeys are just so finicky. And when you can kill them, you kill them. So I didn't have the greatest footage. And I told him flat out, I said, when you get a shot, you know, shoot them. Um, <clears throat> you know, we'll make a story out of it. And mm-hmm. um, he took a shot. We thought it was yardage X and it turned out to be, yardage Y or maybe even farther, maybe Z. Oh <laughs> it was well out there. And uh, yeah. he, he thought he rolled the bird and so did I. And even looking at the footage, he kind of, I mean, you can see the bird. There's like saplings and stuff that are kind of uh, in my way. But um, as I'm looking at the bird with the naked eye, I thought I saw it flop. And uh, uh-huh. But Luke kind of hesitated for a second, I think because of that maybe. And um, then he stood up and, couldn't really see the bird. So, you know, of course we come to the consensus that he needs to sprint forward. And so he does, and he gets a second shot. Um, and, uh, he, the bird disappeared. So he thought he rolled him for sure that time and, mm-hmm. uh, went down there and never saw the bird again. So no, it was tough. So we kind of went over things, looked for blood feathers, looked for the bird, I mean, we we exhausted some effort, that's for sure. So once we figured we weren't going to find him, we went to the top of a ridge where we heard a bird gobbling earlier. Mm-hmm. And we get up there, and we're standing at the top of the ridge for just a little bit, and Aaron points over. And I have no idea, you know, what he's pointing at. And I look, and it's a bird. <laughs> and oh, I'm man. telling you, this thing's like, I don't know, 35, 40 yards away, something like me, maybe 45 tops. And uh, everybody was just not ready, basically. Uh, I think everybody mm-hmm. had their guns on their, uh, you know, slinged, slung um, yeah. on their shoulder. And, uh, you know, one of us thought it was a hen and uh, it was just a giant fizzle fork basically so uh we never heard a bird gobble after that and we put in a few miles um and then uh the next day i took a buddy and um you know we went out and uh found some success um i killed uh a bird um right off the roost. Um, and there's really, you know, the sad part is when hunts go easy like that, there's really not a whole lot of a story. You know, there's nothing to really talk about other than I called the Turkey came in and we shot it. Um, yeah. you know, it, when it goes so easy like that. Um, so me and Matt were fortunate enough to have 
birds like that this week. And then, uh, you know, the bird that I killed ended up being uh, a career bird. So that was that's fantastic. Really, man. really cool. And uh, first bird I ever called in with a mouth call and stuff like that. So right. then we fast forward to Wednesday and I am traveling north to hunt with Luke and we get there and I knew it was going to be a little chilly. Mm -hmm. I did not realize it was going to be like (laughs) past gun season chilly. It, it was 22 degrees. Oh my gosh. When we parked the truck, heavy frost Mm -hmm. and I am freezing. Mm -hmm. So I didn't take a whole lot of clothing. Uh, that, that generally is one of my mistakes that I make often. I should probably learn from that. Um, so you always take it off. You can't yeah, put it on. Well, that's what I'm saying. So <clears throat> we walk way down this power line strip and way the hell up another where Luke is positive that we're going to hear these birds gobble. So we're standing mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. the sun's coming up and we're all just giddy as hell to hear our first gobble. And I see a flashlight from where we came. So uh, I turn, I turn my flashlight on to just, you know, signal and let them know, Hey, somebody's yeah. over here. Uh, Cause you know, if we took sportsmanship out of it, if we took common courtesy away, I don't want to be near anybody when I'm turkey hunting because we're all in full camo and making turkey noises. I don't want to get a face full of TSS or copper plated lead. So right. <clears throat> I shine my light. And this guy, he's like slow skiing down this hill. He is trucking. And Mm -hmm. uh, there's another guy with him, but he's eating his dust. So this dude trucks it up the side of this freaking mountain and gets there. And I'm not one that's good at keeping my mouth shut anyways. And sometimes I let my emotions get the best of me. But this This was was one of those times. This was one of those times, but a little different because at first... I was trying to, you know, I'm at Luke's spot and I'm trying to, you know, we've all got something good going for us and I'm trying to be professional. I just lost my cool. (laughs) And I was just like, hey, I I really appreciate you walking all the way up here to be right on top of us, man. That means a lot. And uh, he had some things to say and um, then he shined a flashlight in my face and uh, I won't go into specifics, but I made it very clear that the light would be removed from my face and would never be there again. Uh, yeah. And so he went and sat uh, 30 yards from where we were standing. And uh, so we basically had to go to the other side of the world. Uh, this is a gigantic place. And yeah. um, so it led to us learning some areas that Luke knew and uh, Luke learning a little more about some of the areas that he didn't. And um, it just, uh, you know, we got on a gobbler at about 10 o'clock, 10, 15. It was the Mm -hmm. first gobble we heard. And uh, I mean, we, we hiked through multiflora rows and all kinds of stuff. And then as we're calling to this bird, some guys on a Wednesday are working beagle hounds. And I mean, 
it sounded like they were super close. They weren't, but mm-hmm. you know how loud they scream. So the turkey mm-hmm. shuts up and then we get him fired back up and then the dog starts screaming again and then the turkey shuts mm-hmm. up. So uh, it, it was just, and it was like right on the edge of private and public too. So we yeah. were forced yeah. to set up right here and we couldn't move to the bird. Um, Cause we probably, I mean, we could have kept him goblin and let Luke sneak in with a GoPro on his gun and kill him, but he yeah. was on, he was on private land. So we were, we were screwed there. Um, so then I think, let's see Thursday, Thursday and Friday, I took off because after hunting Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and like every single day I woke up, uh-huh at like three thirty, three o'clock, something like that. And then, Oh man. And, and then I, Oh God. Yeah. And then the very last day, the Wednesday, I woke yeah. up at one forty-five, so that we Whoa. could leave by two to meet Luke and hunt. Um, Jesus so Christ, after man. that dude, I was done. And yeah. so I thought weather's not going to be great anyways. Let's take mm-hmm. a couple days off. So then yesterday we went, <clears throat> We hit some public and we, let's see, we heard one single turkey gobbling. And as we were trying to move in, uh, we did not realize it, but he was still on the roost very, very late. And so he spotted us, took off, and we never had any luck after that. Our other team that went, we had two three-man teams on the same piece of public. And uh-huh. uh, um, the other team was my father-in-law and Thomas and Josh Luck. Yeah. And they had two birds hammering. They showed me the footage. I mean, the one turkey was just screaming his head off at anything they said. And uh, they had him coming in, and a couple of guys walked in trying to stock up on the bird and uh-huh. screwed it up. Bird went quiet, and then they saw the people, and they're like, oh, makes sense. So... Um, yeah, you know, I think a lot of guys are, are struggling right now. Cause it's, it's the first week there's God, there's so many factors to talk about. There's, there's no bugs in the fields because it's not warm enough. So, you know, people aren't seeing turkeys out there strutting and doing all that and they're freaking out and, you know, the population's down and, and all that. But I, I don't believe that to be the case. Uh, we've had, uh, inc- uh, inclement weather before the season yep. where it was super warm. And now we've got you know, unseasonably cold weather, uh, you know, during the season with pl- no shortage of rain and wind right. and stuff like that. So, uh, and we're in the middle of a pandemic where everybody is off work basically. So the woods are full of hunters. Everybody's walking exactly. around trying to stalk birds, call birds, find them on the roost, all that they're scouting. They're doing all this. You've got mushroom hunters in the, uh, woods. So I think a lot of these birds, their natural patterns have been disrupted and you're not seeing them and hearing them a lot and their hand up. There's just so many factors against us right now. I think if everybody just chills out and, and has patience towards the end of next week, you're going to see an influx of gobbling uh, after fly down. So exactly. And you know, that that's, that's the thing. <clears throat> it, it, it's so cool to kill a bird on opening day. Like, don't get me wrong or, or the first week. And again, it has a lot to do with, how guys take vacations, you know, it's no different than like a guy taking vacation during the rut and then not seeing a deer saying, Oh, they're all gone. Well, not necessarily. It's like everybody hunts the rut. So there's going to be more people in the woods. It just means that you have to change your hunting style as well. Like, like, like we said earlier, we walked eight miles. We struck up 
I mean, I I would say eight birds that second day. Oh, dude, um, so many we, birds. We, we didn't we didn't get to them all, but the fact is, is like when we're walking through wood the woods, there's scratchings like where they're picking up acorns or yeah. they're, it, you know they're <clears throat> doing things like that. You know, you you've got to you've got to look towards maybe a little bit more outside the box of what mm-hmm. you would normally do, as we've talked about, like farmland birds. You know, we we we've discussed what they do, like. They fly down, they go to the fields, they do what they can. And if there's not, they're going to stay up there longer. They're going to go in different areas where they might not necessarily be. Um, you know, we, we were talking about it the other day where there's been birds traditionally for you. You drive two fields over. Oh, look, there those birds are. Um, you know, they're, they're going to food sources or their their habits are changing just because there's more people. And I, I think, it, you know, you bring up a good point. <clears throat> We've, we've discussed this every podcast because we launched a podcast in the middle of a pandemic. Um, <laughs> but we're, there's so many more people out. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there really is. And not that that's a bad thing, but you have to adapt. And it's different from what we're all used to, which isn't necessarily bad. It just means that you've got to think a little bit differently than how you're used to, you know, going out and killing your turkey every year. Um, it, yep. it's, it's just a little bit different and there's nothing wrong with that. It just is going to take everybody, I think a little bit more time. Um, now I will say this, Ohio operates differently from Kentucky where <clears throat> Kentucky, you're allowed to hunt all day. Um, right. All, all day, entire season. Ohio goes to all day starting the, the second Monday. Is that correct? Well, it's actually tomorrow. It's the, um, so yeah, the, the second Monday now. Uh, so after the first week, after the right. first full seven days, um, you can hunt all day in Ohio. So that's really nice. It used to be you went the first two weeks and yeah. then that Monday, the third Monday you could. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's, it, it's one of those things where it's, <clears throat> Guys are out there, and if y'all can only hunt till noon, everyone's going to bunch in the same areas. I would be willing to bet, and and you know, every bird that I've killed previous to the one that I have now or had shots at have all come in the second week, um, because guys, one, they don't want to go out and do the same thing they did the first week, but two, um, you know, those birds get a little less pressure on them. Yeah, and it's it, it it gives you a little bit more space, and <clears throat> public land is public land. Um, I'll say this, and I, I, you know, you'll see it on any show you watch. You'll see it on any podcast or listen to it on any podcast. You're gonna run into people. You mm-hmm. just are. If you run into people, be courteous. I mean, right. it's it's not hard. Like we talk about the guy we met on the first day. Him and his son said, I mean, he, he said, he goes, did you hear gobble? We said, yeah. And he goes, go get him. And like, right. Not, not even a thought. Like, right. we're going back over here. You guys heard that gobble. You run after it. Right. And then you get guys like the, I mean, we heard that story from the guys in, in Kentucky. Oh. Those dudes walked through that, through their decoy set, went down and killed the birds and then walked out with them in front of them. Yeah. It's like, you know, everyone's hunting ethics are a little bit different and I'm not going to shame anybody for them, but like. You know, a little bit of sportsmanship goes a long way and it makes it look a lot better on all of us if we can, you know, 
go chase birds, deer, elk, whatever, in a little bit better fashion. So keep that. I mean, I, you know, we, we're almost at an hour. I would say that's my concluder, honestly, is yeah. that if you're, if you're out on public land or if you're sharing private on a lease or something and you know, there's other guys there, like give, give them the distance. Like yeah. don't, don't go and hop up on them. Like I understand that you may only have a little bit of space, but I have been plenty of places in my lifetime where when you give someone a little bit of space, more than likely you're going to go find an area that's going to provide more for you later on Yep, <clears throat> as a hunter, as an outdoorsman for a number of different reasons. The place I that I where, we, where we scouted, um, we ran into three different sets of people there, Yeah, but it's, it's far enough away to where, you know, people don't necessarily want to go there. Um, I got sick of getting walked up on, on a different piece of public land down near my house. And I made a judgment call of like, you need to take a serious look at what's within a drivable, reasonable distance and start either knocking on every door that looks like they've got a field or a woods or a woodlot, or you're going to learn how to hunt public. And yep. my decision this year was to learn how to hunt public a little bit better and it, it paid off. So yeah, know, that, that, that that's my, my closing thought for today. Yeah. I'll, I'll join right in there with you. I mean, if you take what we did on the second day, you know, we clearly saw that there were less people but there were yep. still people up where we kind of wanted to be. So what is the first thing we did? We went down low to where we weren't around anyone. We were on, we were the only people that were on a giant tract of that public land. And then yep. if I, if I had to, you know, I'd divide it in to the North zone, the South zone and the East zone, if yep. you will, if you get my drift. So the first day we're in the North zone and then the second day we're in the South zone. And then we drifted over to the East zone and literally never saw a hunter, uh, until we headed towards the Eastern zone, which meant mm -hmm. we had to go North a little bit. And, uh, there were some guys that were, walking around and that's where we heard the story about the guys walking through their set and everything. But, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, I, you know, kind of hitting on what you said, giving people space means creating space for yourself. And Absolutely. it's not about right here, right now. If, if you're, if you're hunting, uh, or fishing and you're thinking about right now, then you're probably not going to do good could be, uh, because you're, um, you know, you're not thinking clearly and you're not, uh, you're just not doing yourself a good service. You're doing yourself a disservice when you sit back right. and relax and don't mind, especially with turkeys putting miles under your boots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're going to, I mean, look at what, I mean, we saw so much gorgeous country. We yeah, got we a lot of deer information and, yeah, and now we have quite possibly one of the most amazing morel spots you could ever hope to have. Uh, Absolutely. And we know right where, I mean, it's somewhere where you just, okay, here they are, pick them. So, yep. um, yeah, that's, that's my concluder, Yanni. <laughs> <laughs> good deal. Good deal. Um, well, I, I guess we'll close this out. So, uh, you've been listening to fueled by the outdoors, uh, first week Turkey talk, uh, and hunt wrap up. So hope you guys enjoyed listening to it and we'll be at, we, uh, we'll be back at you with some more of these, um, <clears throat> hopefully throughout Turkey season and definitely 
as we prepare for, uh, you know, fishing deer season and, you know, as, uh, America reopens, hopefully we'll have some other hunts to break down for you guys, um, from our catalog this year. So we will, uh, talk at you later. And again, we're on all major podcasting streaming platforms. If you would like to get a hold of us, the elite outdoors one at gmail.com, the elite outdoors. That is the number one at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for listening guys and talk at you later. So you bye.